Today, we are going to look at week two of Renew My Mind. We looked in Genesis chapter two last week, and we looked at the Garden of Eden, that man was created in perfect peace and living in the presence of God. Man was originally created to live in the Spirit, by the Spirit, and in that place, there is full submission to the Lord. Our souls, is which is how we live today, were created to be completely yielded to God. They, they, we, were, we were never created on the basis of our carnal contact coming in contact with the physical world. The physical world with which what we live today is our senses was never intended to be in control over us and how we think, how we operate what we do, where we go, what we say, all these things. That was never the original intention. If that doesn't make sense, go back and watch last week's message. The fall of man happened when man corresponded with the physical world rather than the spirit world. The fall of man happened when, uh, when man corresponded with the physical world rather than the spirit world. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had everything they could possibly want. They were made to be in God's presence, and they were living in that presence. Then in Genesis 2, they were told not to eat of the tree of knowledge and good of good and evil. They chose to disobey God in everything they lived in. The relationship, the intimacy, the peace, the presence, all of it, that quick, left them. Just, just think about how that would feel like whenever you're Adam and Eve, all you know is complete contentment, complete fullness, complete joy, complete, uh, complete satisfaction, everything, and then in a moment's notice, complete emptiness. Because Adam and Eve no longer lived in the state of eternal life, in the presence of God, their souls and bodies begin to decay. Without the Spirit of God in them, absence of life came into being. What happened? Their minds were filled with something other than the Spirit of God. That's what happened when man came in contact with the physical world. Their mind began to question who God was. And then once Satan allowed the mind to be questioned, he knew if I could get their mind, I could get them. Anything outside of the full sufficiency of God was, was to be foreign to our natural bodies. I'm going to say that again. I don't think you understood it. Anything outside of the full sufficiency of God, God being our complete supply, God providing everything that we needed, complete joy, complete fulfillment, everything of that nature was found in God. That was to be foreign to our, we were never supposed to experience that. When you live in the mindset of a renewed mind, Anything outside of the full supply of heaven, everything that heaven has to offer you is, is foreign to ourselves. Let me repeat that. If you live in the mindset of the renewed mind, anything outside of the full sufficiency of God becomes foreign to our lives. If you live in the mindset of the renewed mind, 
anything outside of the full supply, the full sufficiency. God in all that he has, what is known as the Holy Spirit without limits, everything that heaven has to offer without limits in your life is supposed to be the lifestyle that we walk in, but you can't walk in it unless your mind has been renewed to a place of full sufficiency in who God is. Last, there we go. They're starting to catch on now. Okay. Man, tough crowd. Last week, we looked at the importance of dealing with clutter in our minds. And today, I want to give you very, very practical. There's nothing theologically deep today. Come back next week for that. This is very practical on how we get rid of the clutter that is in our minds, that clutter that prevents our minds from being able to walk in that renewed sense of being. Let's pull out your outline. It says, why do I need to renew my mind? That's the first thing that we're going to look at. If we're going to live with a renewed mind, we got to know why we need to have a renewed mind. So let's look at your outline. Number one, write down, because my thoughts control my life. Why do I need to renew my mind? Because my thoughts control my life. It says in Proverbs in your outline, 423. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. If you accept the thoughts, either right or wrong, those thoughts shape your life. That's what the Bible says, not me. If you have the wrong kind of thoughts, you will have the wrong kind of life. If you think fear you will walk in fear. If you think doubt, you will walk in doubt. If you think lack, you will walk in lack. If you think that life always sucks it out of you and life is terrible, guess what you're gonna walk in? A stinky, terrible, no good, rotten life. Isn't that a book? A no good, terrible, rotten, yeah. That's the thoughts that you have will begin to operate at a place where the thoughts that you operate in will become what you're, natural life looks like. Abigail, hi, sweet baby. Uh, Abigail, how long ago was that? When she was like four, she got locked out of the house. It was like four. We were all outside. It was before we put smart locks on everything in the garage, that little key bud, we didn't know the pad, the code to it, so we couldn't get in. We, she came, we were all outside, or you weren't there. Go figure, mom wasn't there. That's why all this happened. But all falls down when mom's not around. Um, Abigail, me, and Matthew went outside, and Abigail just shut the door like normal. And me being who I am, I made fun of it. I was like, you locked us out. We're never going to get back inside. What are we going to do? How are we ever going to say, we're not going to be able to eat. We can't get in the car. I just kind of went on just having fun. And I didn't know that I crippleized her for years. <laughs> to this day, what is it, five, how old is she? Eight, four years later, she will not allow the door to be shut. If she is inside that room, that door will not be shut. She will wig out on you. You think this little girl doesn't have power? She, will, she, she goes eight nuts on you, like how Devin would. She just goes crazy. Amen. She, she cannot handle it. And what happened was her mind got cluttered with fear that when the door shut, she's locked out and nothing will be okay. I've worked for four years to break that, and I still can't. I'm working on it. It's my fault. That's why I'm a little oversensitive about it. But, but what happens is, if 
if you don't control your thoughts, those thoughts will cripple you in how you operate and how you think. For, for an eight-year-old, it cripples her. It's sad to watch, humorous at times, but sad to watch that the thoughts of an eight-year-old of being locked out has gripped her with, I never want to be locked out. So multiply that times five whenever you got big boy problems and big girl problems. You hear these things and you process these things and those things begin to give you worry and fear and doubt and they begin to create a future life for you because you allowed those thoughts to take root inside of you. That's the Bible. The second reason why it's important to renew our minds, write down number two, because my mind is the battleground for sin. My mind is the battleground for sin. All temptation starts in the mind. It says in your outline in Romans chapter 7. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Your mind is the greatest asset, and Satan knows it. If he can control your mind, he can control you. There is a war of good and evil, and you would be dumb to not come to the conclusion that it's happening all of the time if you're aware of it or not. It is happening. The Bible says there is a war within my mind. <clears throat> I don't know if this ever happens to you, but on Friday, I was heading to a job in Newcastle. I was driving down. I don't know my directions. I-35, is that what it is? Then you go out to the casino and turn right, whatever that road is. I was driving. I was praying in the spirit, minding my own business, having a good old time, and all of a sudden, a thought came into my mind. And from the time where I was at the, the casino to all the time till I got to, I wasn't at the casino. I was driving by the casino. <laughs> Dennis, Mike, I didn't see you in there. Last time we did, oh, okay. I was driving by the casino, and by the time I got to Newcastle, I was at the customer's house. It took me 15 minutes. When I pulled into the driveway, I had this, you dummy moment. For 15 minutes, the thought that came into my life when I drove by the casino consumed my thoughts for 15 minutes. It played out a scenario that would never happen in my lifetime. A thought came, and I gave uh, what's the word? I, I, I gave authority to that thought in order for it to allow my mind to think that way. And then when I pulled into the driveway, I was like, I just wasted 15 minutes of thought life. And all I could think of, my mind's cluttered. I just talked about this on Sunday. And here I am falling victim of what I talked about. And then I realized it's a war within my mind. We always have a war going on, and it's a constant battle that you can overcome if you live the renewed mind. Uh, so I hope you are not as, uh, as worldly as I was for 15 minutes. And they weren't bad. It was, it, was, it was a scenario that if we did this, and then this would have happened, and if we would have purchased this, and we could have came over. Because I drove by a house. Let's be honest. I drove by a house. I saw the house, and I was like, I like that house. So I called Adrian, hey, do you want to buy this house? And she was like, no, I don't want to buy this. I'm like, but it's, it's got acreage. It's got a good location. I went through it, and, and it, for 15 minutes, I talked about that house. I wasn't going to buy that house. I knew I wasn't going to buy that house. 
but it consumed my thoughts because I gave that thought authority in my life to control what I was doing. Does that make sense? Am I on a limb there? The, there is a battleground in your mind taking place, and Satan's main objective is to get you to think on anything outside of who Jesus is. The third reason we need to renew our mind is, number three, write it down, because it is the key to peace and the spirit-filled life. An unmanaged mind leads to problems. A managed mind leads to peace. An unmanaged mind leads to stress. A managed mind leads to strength. Let's look at what Romans 8 says about this. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Oh, okay. So I think we would all come to the conclusion that it's important that we renew our mind. I think I gave three pretty rock-solid reasons why we need our mind renewed. Would you agree with that? Okay. So if we know that we need to renew our mind, the question then becomes, how do I renew my mind? I'm going to talk high level this week on this, and we're going to dive deep into some theology over the next couple of weeks. But I want you to start getting a mind shift going on in your processes of how you operate. How do I renew my mind? Number one, write this down. This isn't heavy theology. This, is, this just makes sense. I must feed my mind with the truth. I must feed my mind with the truth. There is a group of 20 people in, where's Cambridge and Oxford? In England. And these 20 people, true story, it's happening right now. Well, it happens at 5.30 every morning. It's still going on today. This group of 20 people at 5.30 every single morning gather together for three hours. These 20 people are known as some of the, the, the smartest, most intelligent people on the planet. In this meeting, they bring in all the, the news articles that are taking place. They look at the stock market. They look at military. They look at crop prices. They look at uh, tech prices. They, they basically examine the entire world, and they get all of this information to gather together, and then after three hours, they create a report. That report is then sold to the CIA. It is then sold to government agencies across the world, and they pay millions of dollars a year or Americans pay and other countries pay millions of dollars a year to receive this report. This report then gets funneled down to the appropriate people and America begins to do different things based on what this group of people come to conclusion. They will invest their money certain ways. They will look at moving military personnel to different areas of the country, all based upon the report of what these 20 people pull together. They have a slogan, and this slogan is gold for you to understand, but it's not difficult. But it is their slogan, and it's going to change your life. In your outline in Green Inc., <laughs> the best leaders will make the best decisions 
when they have the best information. Okay, let me help you understand that. For the believer, our information comes from the Word of God. We have the book that carries the truth. We have the book that can transform us. Jesus is the best leader. The Bible has the best information. And the Holy Spirit can help you make the best decisions. It says in your outline at the top of the back page, Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live by, by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. If you want to renew your mind, you need to get in the word daily. You've got to get yourself to a place where you are submitting yourself to the best leadership. You're reading the best material and you're being inspired by the best person. You are renewing your mind when God and the Word and the Holy Spirit work together to work inside of you to change the way you think, to change the way you operate, to change what you say, what you do. When, whenever you have the best leaders making the best decisions, they will have the best information and it changes everything about your life. Whenever you submit to Jesus, when you submit to his word, when you submit to the Holy Spirit, you have the best of everything to create the life that God has destined you to walk in. As I mentioned a moment ago, when I was driving to Newcastle, my mind began to wonder, is that the best information? Is that taking me to where I need to go? got to get my mind, my life, and everything who I am fed by the Word of God. Number two, write this down. I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. This is what we talked about last week. When my mind tells me I'm a failure, what do I do with that thought? Evict it. When my mind tells you, did the lights just change or is that my eyes? Dodie? Lights are good. It's not Dodie's fault. Okay. If you begin to take hold of what someone told you, Abigail at four is having to deal with the fear of being locked out. She allowed something to take root in her, and it has cluttered her mind to a place of where she walks in fear. <laughs> it's not child abuse. Thanks, Mike. Whenever we go through, <laughs> whenever we go through situations, and if we give those situations a foothold in our life, those will create a future in each of us. We have got to declutter, and I'm going to talk about this more in two weeks. But what happens is whenever those thoughts come into our life, we have to fight fire with fire. You can't just say, oh, that was a dumb thought. You need to respond back to the thought with the Word of God. It is the only way to renew your mind. So you look at it, and if you're driving down the road and you're thinking about something you shouldn't be thinking about, a dumb house that would be really cool to live in, 
and, and, and you let your mind go off on that direction, you come back and say, what does the word of God say about my thoughts? The Bible says that his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are higher than my ways. So what am I going to do? I want to have the thoughts of Jesus in this situation. I want to have the ways of Jesus in this situation. I want my thoughts to be the same as what God's thoughts are for me. And the only way I can live that way and do that is if I begin to renew my mind on the word. If you don't know the word, you can't respond to the thoughts that come to you. Now, that's a better one. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Everything around you is encouraging you to do the opposite of living with a renewed mind. It is to clutter your mind. It is to defeat your mind. It's about living our lives um, uh, oppositely. What's the word? It's, it's about living our lives different than what God wanted for you. <laughs> when I need to ponder, my mind wanders. <laughs> when I need to pray, my thoughts drift away. Oh, get in the way. Drift away. Yeah, yeah. She's a, okay. She's been around me too long. So how do we take those thoughts and how do we remove those thoughts? The Bible tells us very clear in 2 Corinthians, take every thought captive to obey Christ. You can't let the thought come to you and not take captivity over that thought. If the thought comes to you and you don't respond back with the word of God, that thought will create a future for you if you know it or not. So when thoughts come, you got to get the word on the inside of you. But if you got to get the word on side of you after the thought comes, you're already too late. So what do you have to do? You got to get in the word. Get to get in the word. I'm going to say it 77 more times until you understand. you got to get in the Word. What's the most important thing you can do? Get in the Word. What do you do in the morning? What do you do in the afternoon, in the evening, and all throughout the day? Get in the Word. The, the Word of God renews your mind. And once your mind is renewed, your life will forever be changed. The third and final way to renew our mind is, write this down, number three, I must focus my mind on the right things. I must feed my mind, I must focus my mind, I must, I must free my mind, and number three, I must focus my mind. What do we focus on? Again, very high level, nothing deep. Write down, number one, what are the right things to think about? Think about Jesus. That's number one. Second Timothy 2.8. Always think about Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you go. Pretty simple. Number two. Think about others. People always have the mindset, I've got to do what's best for me. Uh -uh. Whenever you put others before you, you will want to do what's best for them. Parents are great examples of this. We want what's best for our kids. Even whenever we don't want to do it, we still do it. We still make the sacrifices. That mindset is what we need to have for everyone. I was in uh, a competitors of mine business this last week. They called me, they're a lot larger than I am. They called me and said, hey, we need some help with some things. Can you come in here? I went and spent how many hours, like four hours or something with these people, um, just helping them get through, showing them with some things they need to get done, some things that they're, they were doing that weren't quite right. And um, whenever I got done, the owner of the company came and said, why, why are you willing to help us? And I said, I want to see you all succeed. Like, I don't, 
like I, I'm fine. Like God will take care of me. I want to see. I I, I want to see you all succeed." And he looked at me and he said, "Well, we. I, I didn't want to tell you this, but um, we actually brought you in here today to fix that. But what you didn't know is after you got here." Uh, I actually told one of my employees to go into your van and take pictures of everything so that way we could use all the supplies that you're using because we know you're the best. And we are going to be starting a division of our business that is a direct competition with you. And he said, are you glad you still help me now? I said, of course. Of course I am. Like that, Just because you're wrong doesn't mean it's going to change me. And um, he, he, he was dumbfounded. And he um, walked away. And in about five minutes, I was talking to one of his employees. And I didn't stop helping. I, I continued to help. That's, that's what I'm going to do. About five minutes later, the owner comes back in. And he says, Taylor, I need to talk to you. I just made a phone call. And we will not be opening up this division of our business. Our franchise model has required it, and we told them, if you require us to do this, we will pay the fee every month to not open up that side of business. And we are going to give you every single phone call that comes in for your job. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of business. Whenever you have the mindset of doing what's best for others, let God take care of everything else. Hebrews 10, 24 in your outline. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. The third thing we need to think about. Here's the game changer. Write down number three. Think about eternity. There's more to life than here and now. Oftentimes we get so bombarded by thinking right now, right now, right now, right now. What if this happened right now? We just, what is at stake, at eternity's stake? For me, going into this competitor's business, I, I will say in all transparency, my heart dropped a little bit whenever he told me he was taking pictures inside my van. I was like, oh no. But here, I was like, no, we're good. We're good. God's got this. Whenever I had the mindset of eternity, and I want to say this was already written, and I was thinking about this very point, it didn't matter what he said to me. I can still be a witness to him by my actions and how I am talking to him. I'm not going to let him affect me. Colossians 3, 2, in your outline says set your minds on things that are above not on things that are on earth when we live with eternity on our minds it changes our response to how we respond to people so how do you renew your mind number one i must feed my mind with the truth number two i must free my mind of destructive thoughts number three i must focus my mind on the right things, and those right things are Jesus, others, and eternity. We need to live our lives with the renewed mind. 
Next week, we're going to get into a little, a lot deeper in what that looks like. I wanted to do something today very practical because we looked last week at how to clutter your mind or that your mind is cluttered. This week, I wanted to give a very, very practical example on how we deal with that clutter. And then next week, we're going to get into the Bible and talk about the revelation of the word that comes when you have the renewed mind. Does that make sense? You guys going to be here next week? All right. Well, you might be after. Okay, let's pray. I'll finish that in a second. God, thank you that our minds are renewed in you. Thank you that you come into this place every Sunday morning, and it's as if you meet us here, and I'm so appreciative of that. Thank you for using us. Thank you that our thoughts uh, are, are not gripped by the world, that our thoughts are surrendered to you, Jesus, that our minds are surrendered to you. And Lord, I pray that anyone in here who has mind control issues, that you begin to release heaven's atmosphere in our minds so that our minds can be, can be completely yielded and submitted to you. So Holy Spirit, I pray by the power of heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by all that you do in our lives, that our minds will be focused and attentive to you, that only your will will be done in everything that happens throughout our day from today moving forward god we want our minds fixed on you that your thoughts are higher your ways are higher and we humbly surrender ourselves to you that we operate the same way you do in jesus name we pray and everyone said amen thank you for tuning in today for more content like this visit our website www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.